from the Lake Erie shores of Northeast Ohio. Cleveland! Cleveland is a city of champions once again. Since 2012. That was okay. Uh, welcome to Panel Scanners, our Halloween special part one, yeah? Yeah, yeah. third year in a row we're doing a Halloween special, and I'm excited about it. I love doing these these, these holiday Halloween holiday specials. They're yeah, fun. and there's definitely some cool stuff to talk about. So we're loaded. Yeah, we're loaded, absolutely. Man. Uh, so we're the panel scanners. I am Phil. Already talking with me is Darren. Hello to our friends in Fort Pierce, Florida, and boy, oh boy, you know we sure hope you're okay. I'm starting to wonder if we're a bit of a jinx here, but gosh, if you guys are all right, if you need anything from us, please hit us up in the iTunes comments. And cleaning his glasses to my right is Tim. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm just trying to get the uh, taste of the Venom movie out of my mouth. Was Ooh, it, did you see I it? I haven't seen it yet. I did. Is yeah, it it's, it's my It's my son's favorite character. Really? So uh, he wow. loves... I'm not here's this, here, this, I He latched on to him when he was like a little kid. I mean, like we're talking four or five. And here's a kid that was you know, scared to sleep with the lights off and everything. And what gave him comfort? Um, a Venom wall sticker. Weird. Uh, oh, yeah. So with his tongue out, the teeth down. So your kid's favorite characters are Boba Fett and Correct. Venom. Something, something's going on. Oh, that's on what here. I told him. I go, what's up with you and the villains? Uh, you know? Yeah. And he go, you and Darth Vader and Boba Fett. He goes, is Darth Vader not cool? I'm like, yeah, he goes. Is Boba Fett not cool? I go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, well, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it uh, the movie. Boy, I just really did not like it. Didn't you, get it. I, from the previews I saw, the Venom, and I'm not a Venom fan. And I, I listen. It's one of those things. Like, it's kind of like I understand why people think he's cool in the same way I totally understand why people think Boba Fett's cool. And I'm like, to me, there's more interesting yeah. characters out there. But man, oh man, all the effects I I've seen on with Venom of Venom that looks so good to me anyway. Yeah, yeah, visually it's great. To me, the best part of the movie was uh, the after credit scene where the, you got a five minute preview of Spider Man into the Spider Verse animated movie. Oh really? That was great. How does that look? <laughs> looks great. Though I'm not used to the animation style yet. I'm sure I, if you well, Phil, I know he hasn't seen the preview because he doesn't watch previews. But it's very. I may for that just it, because I'm I'm really on the fence about it. It all it seems, the best way I could describe it, it's it's uh, it almost feels like stop motion, like those old mm. Christmassy stop motion, but like a cartoon. So it to me. Well, those Bankin and Rask, was that yeah, the real Christmassy? Yeah, yeah. I love those. I still love them. But so I'm in now for sure. I, I'm hoping that once like a few minutes goes by, I'll just get it's used to it story. and accept it. But it, it looks pretty funny. But no, Venom itself was it was very very slow to start off with. Um, then it it didn't. I mean, it picked up action wise, but it just seems so weird. And even like I said, even my son, um, he's 12, and Venom is his all time favorite character. I asked him, "What do you think?" He was just like, "Eh." 
He goes, it wasn't bad. He goes, it wasn't good. He goes, it was kind of, he said, honestly, it was just kind of what he expected. A description that I heard from someone, because I have not had the chance to see it. I still intend to just because, you know, um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Venom fan, but I'm a big enough one that I want to see it. I get it. Um, someone described it as going to McDonald's and getting chicken nuggets, but getting no sauce with them. <laughs> Fair enough. That well, is all right. Something you can somewhat enjoy. It's kind of what you expected, but it's missing something yeah, really important. They, uh, so I read a review once. They said it was something close to almost. It felt like a '90s superhero movie, like how they used to make them back in the day. It didn't really capture the like spawn yeah and like spawn it was sort of there you're like eh, okay that was it huh it, and it's funny <laughs> when it comes you know how like the marvel logo comes up at the beginning and all that yeah. at the top of it it said in association with <laughs> i think marvel was just like well all right it is our character but we don't want to fully claim this it was that we cut a deal so we can use spider-man so here you go <laughs> that could very well be it so all right so I do have a question for you, given that uh, we're talking about Venom and he is an, of alien origin. Um, this being our Halloween episode, I'm very curious as to where the two of you stand on the existence of the paranormal, whether it be ghosts and goblins or aliens. Where, where, where do you guys stand on this? What do you think? Well, do I believe in do them? Do you believe, yes. Or what, what, or, and, and what level, and have you had any experiences, anything along those lines? Goats, not really. Um, aliens, sure, I can buy into that. I mean, the universe seems so huge in that. I, it seems weird to me that we would be the only, um, the Earth would be the only source of life out there. But uh, ghosts... I don't get me wrong. You can put me in a dark room and you can trick me. I could be scared and see something that I never been able to explain, but that doesn't necessarily mean I believe in a ghost. So how about you? Phil? I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm not really, I'm not really a ghost guy. I don't think that um, like when people mention like things, I'm like, there's an explanation behind that. I, I'm not very, I don't know. I, like people that get really freaked out by using like a Ouija board and I'm like, okay, somebody's doing something or it just seems like there's always some sort of explanation behind anything anyone's ever said let's say that there aren't weird fluke things but sure but it is it's just i i don't know but aliens i i think that there there is something out there in the universe do i necessarily think that they're coming in big ships and landing <laughs> on our planet and i hope so laying eggs inside of us no i don't oh no I well don't isn't that. that asking two separate questions do you believe in life on other planets that's one thing. The other question is, do you believe they have the capability to travel from wherever they are to reach us? Those are kind of two separate questions, aren't there? I mean, yes, but I, I think when we're talking about aliens in this sense, where we're talking about the they are here, because I mean, theoretically, oh, that they may already, yeah, be here, theoretically, yeah. what we didn't we find some sort of base life form on Mars? Yeah, so, so there bacteria, are aliens. There, yeah, yeah, there's so, bacterial life form and on the moon. Yeah, so so that means life out there, life yeah, is out for there. Sure. So again, I I just. I, I don't think any alien is giving us anal probes and <laughs> and talking to our cows. I, I just think that's crazy um, on many senses. But I, I don't know. That's me. And again, it's I haven't experienced these things either. Maybe if maybe if I was sitting in a house and a book flew across the room, I would believe in ghosts. Maybe if I was in the middle of a field and a big bright light glue on me and I woke up with pains in my lower half. Maybe I would think the same, but but I just haven't had any experiences to prove. And I'm a very 
I need it to happen to believe it type guy. Do you do either of you find the topic of either the existence of either interesting? Is it something that, you know, moves the needle for you? Um, what interest in it? Yeah, yeah. Not enough. Like if I stumble across something, I may watch it. Like I remember back in the day, you do you know the Leonard Nimoy yeah, in, search in Search of. of. You know, That's out now. The, that, new, new, the, the, new, the one. new one. Have Is you seen it? No, I haven't yet. Um, something like that. If that was on, you know, I'd watch That's it. That's how I engage in this yeah. stuff. Like those kind of like mini documentaries or trying to prove the existence or like the in search of. I love that stuff. And I actually want to give a shout out to there's a there's a small production company called Small Town Monsters. You can find them on Amazon. Most of their stuff is up and they have followed um, Bigfoot. They've fo- they've tried to track down um, the, the Mothman uh, in West Virginia, and they make these really nice documentaries. They, they, it's really independent. It's really low budget, and they started out real small, and each one, they've gotten better and better and better. It's directed by a guy named Seth Breedlove. Very, very cool stuff, and I, and I, and I really, really have enjoyed um, their work. They did the, the Beast of White Hall, White Hall, New York. They've done Champ. The, the Lake Monster and Ch- Lake Champlain. So what did you say this is? It's a podcast? Small, no, it's a, it, they're, they're documentary films. Oh, okay. Called Small Town Monsters. You can get them right off of Amazon Prime. They're very, very well done. And they're keeping going. They've got, a couple, they've got another one coming out on the trail of Bigfoot coming out in a couple of weeks. And I know they're already in production for something for next year. So it's working. And I mean, I, I, they, I, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. I think I'm probably exactly where the two of you are. It was once approached to me by one of uh, a friend of mine that, and I don't know how true this is, but he said that there are more grains of s- there are more stars in the sky than there are grains of sand on the planet. And when you just look at the odds, the just pure odds, absolute, there has to be life out there, right? Yeah, but then again, agreed. is that life capable of reaching us and traveling to us? But I do believe that possibility exists, and I think I can get to that before I get to ghosts. Right. Now, I will say that uh, back in the day um, when my band would play and I'd be driving home at like 3 in the morning, that I would listen to, was it Coast to Coast? Oh, with George Norrie. Yep. And uh, Art Bell. Art Bell. Art Bell, Art Bell was Correct. the original. He just passed away last summer. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that would freak you out, wouldn't And it? I'd be driving home. Now, like I said, not being a believer of this stuff, I'll tell you what, the stories still freak me out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it still runs. Coast to Coast is with George Norrie now. I haven't listened to it in a, quite a long time. But Art Bell. Yep. Yeah, and he, oh, man. Gosh, there was so, the, the, some of the one. What was the one where he was talking to the doctor about possession? And, like, by the end of it, you're like, dude, this is real. Right. I mean, it, they made believers of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listening at three in the morning on, on, a dark, idea. on a dark highway, <laughs> dark car. Yeah. Then, then, of course, someone gets on the radio and starts talking about a ghost being in the back seat of the car or something like that. And I'm driving. I'm like looking in my rearview mirror. And, you know, it, yeah, it's uh, like I said, uh, rational me uh, would say no. But me, th- uh our car through so the I guess morning. we would identify as skeptics. Not going to say yeah. there isn't, but not they're going to say. But there I've is. seen a lot of magi- magicians yeah. as well that do amazing, unbelievable things, and I've seen things where they've done ghost-related uh, spiritual things that lead me to believe. Boy, they know how to fake this. You know, I, I need proof that it's real for sure. And I think even like you talking about your fear and being 
and, and listening to that stuff and even being a rational person, having that fear, I mean, that's just human nature. If, if something is explained to you that is unknown, and it's even like that shadow of a doubt, it can, it can freak you out real bad. So I, I don't know if that's necessarily a tipping point. That's just a good storyteller. Yeah, you're right. And I, I think we're, I think that's the, the crux of it is that we're all susceptible and want to believe if the story is good. Yep. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just I, I, I'm fascinated by this topic because I'm also fascinated by if this doesn't exist. And there are so many people that have convinced themselves that it does like something like Champ, the Lake Champlain monster or our own Lake Erie monster, which many, many people have claimed to see the grasslands man of southern Ohio. Um, everyone says they have Bigfoot sightings. I mean, so either this is some. And I, and I feel as though, and, I, and you tell me what you guys think, now that everyone has a high-definition camera in their pockets, and, and, and honestly, this is really a recent development in, in the grand scheme of things, if these things exist, we're about to find out within the next few years. It's, something's going to come out. And, I, and I, I do believe there's probably some level of government conspiracy, but is it vast enough where they can quash every single piece of evidence? No, I'm almost <laughs> able. I'm almost less able to believe that than I am the existence of some of these things. No, I, I agree that too. But I, I think it would have happened already, though. Me too. I don't because and I and I will tell you why. Because even with when we had the advent of the camera phone, and the interesting thing about that is that, and I'm sure you've heard this research too, Phil. Given you know our profession, is that it took 40 years. For I think it was 20, I, I, the numbers aren't right, but the time frame is 40 years for 20 million people to have a radio in their home. It took, in this country, it took 35 years before p 30, uh, 20 million people had a uh, personal computer or a television. And it took 18 months before 20 million people had a camera phone. And that's, when you think about that, how quickly those things were adopted. Now, it's easy, easy to explain. Like we're talking about disposable devices versus mm -hmm. something else. But people can't shoot video. People cannot shoot <laughs> video, man. Like even when they're taking pictures of like their kids, like the, the camera's shaky, the camera work is terrible, they're running, they're holding it the wrong way. They're, you know, and that's what's going to make you think there's a ghost on well, the screen, exactly. that blur and then, with and then, shaky hand. And then the cameras themselves... They don't know what to focus on unless they have a face in front of them. So if you see something that's in the woods, it's going to try to focus on the trees. It's going to try to focus on the leaves. It's going to focus on something else before it actually focuses on the thing you need it to focus on. So I, when you say, I think it should have happened already, I, I'm I, just thinking of that. No one knows how to shoot video. And then, of course, the people who know how to shoot it, they're not out there trying to shoot ghosts. Okay. People are too busy shooting vertical video. Oh, I Yo, hate oh vertical video. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is vertical video. So I bet you are. Oh. Like, you literally, you have to twist you your wrist. Fight. It's called landscape <laughs> mode. Like, I, 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 when someone tries to show me a video, I'm like, I don't want to see that. It's going, it makes me anxious. <laughs> it's like, it, the camera is meant to flip. They made it so it could... Do, uh, whatever, I'm not going to go on a rant about that. That's a, it's interesting, though. I, I really wanted to know what you guys thought of this. And I'm interested to see what anyone out there listening is like, what do you think? Have you had an experience? I, I mean, every experience I've had, I have been able to figure out what it was. Like, yeah. what, you know, not the night of, because you're a little susceptible to those things. But the next day, you're sort of like, okay, that's what that was, you know? Um 
But I don't know. Have you guys had anything like that? Any experience that sort of like even to this day are like, I don't believe, but there was that one time. <laughs> Never anything like that. Like any like potential thing that I've ever had happen was like after I watched something that sure. night and then like went to sure. bed. And it was probably just like a nightmare or like my mind just wanting to see something that wasn't there. I remember a couple of years ago I was watching some, I don't remember what it was, but I went to bed and like I woke up, at least I thought I woke up and it was like there was this overweight man like hanging out over my bed and it freaked me out. But I remember like I couldn't kick or move or anything. And oh, I've had that where yeah. I, I've woken yeah, up yeah. and I feel I can't move. Yeah. I'm paralyzed. And you're right. I feel something creepy. But around. are you awake? And that's the I, thing. Right. Like, I don't think I terrors. actually was awake. That's yeah. actual, that's an that. actual. That's an actual um, syndrome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. I had that when I was probably a teenager. I had it a couple mm-hmm. times. Like most people will experience it to some degree, but were you wide awake or were you sort of like f- half conscious? I felt wide awake. I I remember like really struggling to make myself move. I finally was able to do it. It took a while. And I remember like one time, I remember my mom um, going by and... I just wanted to, I couldn't, like, I heard her, and I wanted to scream out to her, but nothing would come out. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it, that sucked. That really, I still think about that, how mm-hmm. badly Ooh. that sucked. Wow, okay. <laughs> man, oh, man. But I told you, I don't like to be scared. I don't, I don't like, I don't like scary movies. I don't like haunted I, houses. I love being scared. I, yeah. See, I think you almost need to be. Like, if anything ever really scary happens to him you're screwed oh <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah no no doubt about it yeah i mean don't get me wrong i've seen a few scary things here and there and i've come to the conclusion yeah yeah i don't like this that much <laughs> i really i've been to a haunted house in years and it's mostly because whoever i'm dating is like absolutely terrified of them mm-hmm. and i really wanted to go this year and and i was shot down hard yeah i won't go yeah it was just they well like, it's i'm sorry go no, ahead Lindsay just hates it like hates it I'm very, very fortunate in that uh, I basically married Power Girl, and Power Girl does not like romantic comedy. She mm-hmm. loves the cheapest, lamest, goofiest horror movies. So you're going she, to see the new Halloween when it comes out? I right? want. Well, first of all, I love the original Halloween. That mm-hmm. is a fantastic movie, and I really, really. I know we're not going to be able to go see it, but yeah, we want to see it. We right. want to see it bad, but she like like. She wants to watch some of those old, really, th- those sci-fi movies, you know, like 80s horror movies. They're like, <laughs> now they're like, back then you're afraid of them, but now they're like adorable in s- to some respects. Some of the, like the Freddy Kruegers and things like that, that stuff didn't bother me. Yeah, I remember going as a, a teen. And space right. clowns from outer space. <laughs> that's freaky. We watched that. that. Oh, killer clowns from outer it's space. killer clowns, killer clowns. The makeup on those clowns alone is enough it's to terrifying. give you nightmares. Yeah, and it's from yeah. like 86 or something like and that. And I'm sure, I, I, like I said, me not liking that stuff, I avoided a lot of that stuff. But there were some that I couldn't avoid. Like I remember Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 3 was a big thing when I was a teenager to go to the movies. Dokken did the theme song. I so remember Right, that. Dream Warriors. And so, you Do know. Dream Warriors. <laughs> that's, that's the one. And so I remember having to go, you know, to the theater to see it. And, you know, I was laughing. I'm going, okay, this is silly. Yeah, it's funny. But like, like I, the, the original Halloween, because like, Michael Myers gets lumped in there with Jason and Freddy Krueger. Yeah. But the original Halloween is really scary. Never saw scary. it. 
Never saw it. I mean, it's. I mean, we're act. Well, we may talk about him a little bit later. Let's. Uh, we cool. have a lot to cover tonight, though. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, Tim seems like while we were away. Yeah, this this really bummed me out. Um, legendary comic uh, artist Norm Brayfogle uh, died on September 24th at the age of 58. Um, this broke my heart because mine too. Yeah, this. Um, he was when I was collecting comics at my heaviest rotation. This guy was doing Batman and Detective Comics, and that's what he's known um, most for. Yeah, he's even said himself in interviews that that was the highlight of his career. And I, like I said, I looked so forward to Batman and Detective when he was doing it. Uh, if you have not seen uh, his artwork, uh, it was from uh, 1987 to 1993 that he did Batman, and in Detective, he was from 1987 to 1990. Um, if you haven't seen any of his work from that, do yourself a favor and check it out. It is gorgeous. The capes are oh. like flowing, him in the shadows, and, and just the sense of movement you could you see a piece of artwork and this is i mean nothing more than an artist can ask for when you see a piece of his work you know it's his work because he has that style and something i thought it was really cool uh, he well when he was little well i shouldn't say he was little he was about 17 in 1977 he, um he in 1977 he submitted a design for robin's costume uh, for a contest or something like that, and was published in Batman Family number thirty-three. Really? Uh, yes. Oh, they cool. actually put the picture. It was like him and like uh, three other kids that put designs for uh, costumes in there. <laughs> I mean, little did uh, he know later on in life that he would actually he later later on in life he would actually be debuting the Tim Drake Robin costume. He was the first artist. Um, to put it out there um, for everyone to see, I thought that was yeah, it was it was great. Um, he also he was a co-creator of uh, the ventriloquist and uh, Mr. Zaz, um, two characters that are they're just great. They're just common in uh, Batman lore, and he also helped launch the title uh, Batman Shadow of the Bat in uh, 1992. That was cool. Yeah, I I enjoyed that run, but. Like I said, he he had a he suffered a stroke. I remember back in 2014, and um, it, it, that was another thing. That was the start of the heartbreak because it happened on his left side of the body, and of course he was left-handed. He lost his ability to draw. So I mean, it doesn't. I mean, four years later, you know, he dies. So. It, it's not it's not a hard stretch to believe that you know the health problems you know stemming from that you know I donated to his campaign I yeah. I did in a heartbeat yeah. and I it was the easiest money I ever donated Absolutely. in my life yeah and because they shed a lot of light on it because he um, a lot of these freelance artists and that don't have health benefits and yeah. good health insurance and this really um, shed a light on this uh, issue. And it was, uh, like I said, more people 
uh, I thought I think he had a two hundred thousand dollar goal and he only got like a hundred thousand of it. That's that, still a lot, but still you you think there's more out there. I don't think enough people knew about it back then. That was a problem. The only reason I found out about it was because I was just perusing um, through old image, you know, comics, and I I remembered him and I just looked him up on the uh, internet and found out. But his work will, I mean, it's going to live on forever. And he was just, it was, it's, a, it's a great loss for me. Because like I said, to me, aside from the Batman artist that he was number three when we did our top um, artist list, he was number three for me, uh, only behind um, Neil Adams and Carmine Infantino. Um, because those were the two from my youth he was the one though he was my comic age era batman and yeah mine too yeah uh real quickly and i think tim you'll approve the images we, i just posted three images up to instagram now some of the most famous ones like uh, the Gotham, not it's not the Gotham by Gaslight, but that famous one where he's standing in front of like a clock tower in Detective Comics. Oh and yeah, was just like he looked. That was to me, and I still think this is where Batman looks his hardest. Like that Batman to me, in my image, when I think of Dark Knight, I don't think of Klaus Janson or Frank Miller. I think of Brave Vogel. Yeah, there was so much action in his art. Like you could really feel, Batman felt really fast to me when I was watching that. He's he, more built like an athlete that you can believe being so fast, not like this hulking behemoth of a man. Yeah, yeah, just gorgeous, gorgeous uh, artwork, and uh, I feel very fortunate to have been collecting at the time that he was creating it was just such a joy it definitely will be missed that's be, the one right yeah there. that's uh, a is that when he was in london because that's got to be big ben right boy you would think so uh it looks like it yeah for sure. I, i'm definitely gonna go but back like, and start oh, checking out god i think such, i had some of his stuff from, do you like, yeah, when I started collecting yeah that was that was early 90s and i, so. I know he they have some collected works mm -hmm. I, I i think they released a collected um work of his and i think they're going to be releasing uh another one soon so definitely going to check that well, I'm out definitely going back and grabbing some trades from like batman because i've been collecting marvel for so long i want to get some trades of like some good like batman we like, need you know what we like need to do though stuff. because i've been on dc and mm -hmm. i've been really deep diving teen titans for next month we might just need to do a trade because i'm kind of feeling some spider-man an urge coming in if you're feeling some of the break of Fogel I, batman i can send it your way i yeah, i mean definitely for like these retros and things i'd like to go and look at some of them uh, obviously sticking to my current stuff, but I mean, that's just the stuff that, again, even when we do these lists and whatnot, I'm obviously digging into the stuff I'm reading now versus thinking about someone like that who I, I remember those images. Sure. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, he, uh, great, great, great artist. All right. Are, you, right, yeah. are you proud of me that I'm Instagramming? I am. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was waiting for that. you to comment on this. <laughs> no, it's, it's so much, it's so helpful. Oh, man. Because if if you do follow the Instagram, uh, I post everything that I read uh, with a little bit of images and a little bit of commentary. I'll start doing it too. I just um, 
Darren Jones Darren's misses me, trust yeah, me. Yeah, he's been falling behind on his reading. Um, so Darren's been helping out with some of – probably the better pictures will come from Darren, and mine are the shaky, crappy ones. But, you know, enjoy. <laughs> the Bigfoot photos? Bigfoot photos. <laughs> uh, no, it's just filtering's bad because I read comics in bed, and I take pictures while I'm reading. So regardless, <laughs> uh, other news. Uh, I'm going to do two Marvel Cinematic Universe things. First, which is actually not even on a rundown, is that Scarlett Johansson – uh, Black Widow is completely a go, and she's getting fifteen million to uh, be Black Widow. In I Solo was film. stunned when I heard that today. I know, which I think, um, uh, not so much that she was getting the big payday, good for her, mm-hmm. but the fact that they were going ahead with the movie. That, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, when you look at Brie, especially when you're looking at the the financial state, Brie Larson is only making like five mil, I think, to right. do. Uh, uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, it's Captain Marvel. Dave, dude, same name. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's for Captain Marvel, and um, so it's it just the fact that there is going to be a solo Black Widow. I didn't want to say anything until they were like completely greenlit. Here's the, how much money we're spending, and now it's there. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> They're spending sixteen million on the movie. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> it's not gonna be very good. Well, no, that's I mean, like that old Chris Rock <laughs> joke. Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Cost fourteen thousand dollars to make. Someone's walking around with thirteen thousand dollars in their pockets. <laughs> See, and the funny thing is, that's just her salary. You know, there's way that's more insane. coming out of that. Good that's for her, great. Man, man. Yeah, yeah, she deserves it. She's always been kind of like kind of been like the the, the away, right? of the Marvel universe yep. outside yeah. of Samuel L. Jackson. Hasn't she? Speaking of other people, kind of ignored from the Marvel Cinematic Universe as of now, uh, Disney Play, as we know, is coming it is coming it is on the horizon at some point and they have now announced that they are going to make some marvel cinematic universe television that would be come the, again yeah so it's going to be characters that exist in the marvel cinematic universe that have not had solo films so characters such as loki scarlet witch people that just kind of were great no, no, no. there might be a nick fury one who knows are you ta- uh, but are you talking like nick fury with samuel L. jackson like i'm talking well it, nick fury has not been said i just said that for fun but i'm talking that if we do um olsen with the it would be olsen if they do Sk- like that we're talking really yes British McBrit guy with uh, Loki. Yeah, British McBrit guy. <laughs> What's his name? I don't. I don't. I can't uh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom, yeah, it's, there wow, you go. Wow, I don't know how I pulled All that right, out. But. You teenage girl. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, from an so issue of Tiger Beat. Actually, and this is this is kind of crazy, but if My you really balls. think about it. This is not a terrible selling point for Disney Play no, at all. Sure if they had a Loki series, I might even go that. With the guy, yeah, with Tim's crush, might be worth it. <laughs> I, you know what? Even he is dreamy. Let me, <sighs> let me say this: uh, a seventies, sixties, sixties, seventies origin Nick Fury show. Even if it wasn't Sam Jackson, I, I spy show like that. I'd check well, it out. Well, like the, the, there was that short run of Agent Carter um, that was like during Agents of Shield, and yep. Agent Carter was actually better than Agents of Shield. And they're talking about like things like that that could be really cool. Now, maybe they'll resurrect that. Darren, yeah. this is the moment that you may have been waiting for, though, of is? something being a crappy Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. So you never know, because we're still waiting for the actual Cinematic Universe, not Iron Fist, an <laughs> actual Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of flop, and it, this could be where it shows up as well. But does that really count? Before, b- may, no, I, may, I, I, may I qualify count. something? You don't want it. It's just going to happen. I have not been waiting for this. It is an inevitability that it will occur. Fair. That was the only thing I've been saying. Venom doesn't count. No, because, again, <laughs> it's not true cinematic universe, which is the reality, though, Darren. You should want it to count because it's out of the chamber. Well, Darren, like I, when I, Darren. Like I told him, when Iron Fist stunk, 
And he was upset. I'm like, no, 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 because Spider-Man's on the horizon. It's, I feel like that's safe now. We're also forgetting of Thor The Dark World, which did happen. Uh, was that was it bad? It's not good. Okay, it's I really, mean, yeah. I watched it really again because my kids had not seen it and they had wanted to see it. Yeah, and it's just it's just there. Yeah. It, just it, there. It's just, it shouldn't be held with the others. That's but the problem. But I think I, I'm okay with it because I think because of it, we got Thor Ragnarok. I, I think. Oh, Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But so, yeah, I mean, that. as always, cool stuff on the horizon for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Darren? Well, from one cinematic universe that uh, can't seem to get anything wrong to the DC Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Which the and boy, oh is boy. we get it all wrong. <laughs> we're, we're one for 12. We're like Jose Ramirez in August and September. Mm. Um I don't even know where to even why I'm even talking about this, but it's out there. A month ago, reports suggested that Henry Cavill could be hanging up his tights as Superman. Of course, this story did break in September with some outlets reporting that it was official, while most others indicate that no official word has come from Warners. A quick Google search reveals no story posted later than September 14th, and there has been no official statement. Anyone care? At this point, I do, do actually. I, I think he is a great Superman. I'm not talking about the movies themselves. I'm talking about him portraying the character. I think he should have been. Um, and I've said this on a podcast before. Our friend Ron has said that Superman is only as good as the Lois Lane. I disagree. I think Superman is only as good as the Clark Kent. And he has not been given any time to grow into the Clark Kent role from what I've seen. Good point. Um I think he definitely would have made a fine Superman. And from what I saw, like I, as I've stated many times before, I did not like Man of Steel. I certainly don't place that on his shoulders. Uh, he was fine. He was fine as Superman. Did Did you see what Henry Cavill posted after that news came out? Oh, with him with the uh, Superman. Yeah, um, he he was. I forget what music they were playing in the background. Um, I don't remember. Some either. famous like orchestra music. And he's wearing a T-shirt that says like uh, something like uh, Krypton Lift Team, and uh, and then he's just like looking at the camera, and he slowly raises up a Superman action figure, and then he slowly lowers it again. That was his only response to the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So my question is, if you look at him as Superman, and you and you go, yes, that is absolutely one hundred percent Superman. He looks like Superman. That his posture is like Superman. I mean, like I said, seeing Man of Steel, I thought the movie was not good, but I certainly didn't lay it at his feet. And so you're saying to me, you've got someone better than that to play Superman? Good luck. Bring it on if that's the case. If they do, okay. But did you hear about uh, Now you're making me think about the John Hamm thing. Did you hear about that, too? Is, is Batman? Is he Batman? Because well, no, I'm all they, for they, they that. were like, he was asked in an interview, and he was just like, he was like, yeah, I'd do. If he said if the script was right, he said, yeah. He says he loves those types of movies. He says he loves comics. He read, he read comics. He goes, I'm. A, he said himself, he goes, I'm actually quite knowledgeable about this. And he was. He looks like the Neil Adams Bruce Wayne. He yeah. looks like Bruce Wayne. He's and they've already established that Batman's a little bit older. Yeah. He's roughly the same age as... 
I am I, him as Batman. I am behind that a hundred percent. Apparently, he sounds like he's for it. If the, he said if the script's right, that he would do. He said the thing that would suck is working out. He doesn't like to work out. He's, <laughs> he's a really funny guy. He is a funny guy. But did you also hear? Um, the, it was just uh, talking DC again. Um, and I guess this kind of relates a little bit to the Marvel universe too. Um, I just heard today that James Gunn, um, who was fired um, from by uh, Disney for from Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, he has been apparently hired to write Suicide Squad two, and they said he might direct it as well. Hmm. So, what do you think of that? I don't know because I didn't see the first one. Don't. It's not that good. I, I don't, remember I don't how know. much we all disliked Batman versus Superman, yeah. and I remember saying, well, "There's no way Justice the Suicide Squad's as bad as that." Oh, it might be. But he, might here's be here's the thing. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm with you. Is it if we're bringing back the original players? I think we got a problem. But the Suicide Squad's got a lot of you can rotate. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah. you could get a whole different roster. And if he's doing that, I could be down with that. But we're missing one of the key things here, guys. We know our current Superman. We have a potential new Batman, but who is going to play Martha? Um, <laughs> well, stop. I don't. Well, that's right. That, ha- from my understanding, that is contractually obligated to be the resolution. Nicholas Cage. It be at least two Marthas at all times. Well, no, because one did get shot. I think Nicolas Cage should be Marvel. You know, so they're basically uh, DC rating Marvel to fix their universe. How'd that work out the first time? (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure that garbage fire is still going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he was... They just moved. We're not putting this out. Yeah, and he was brought in midstream. Come on. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, it was bad enough that he bailed on Batgirl. Anyway, (laughs) from a Superman that requires a whole lot of reconstruction to one that just seems to get better with age because it's great and because everything they keep putting out is nowhere near (laughs) as good. Superman the movie is getting an ultra HD release. Included with the film are commentary by Pierre Spengler and Ilya Salkine, the producers. The making of Superman the movie 1978 special, Superman and the Mole Men for some reason. Some of the cartoons from the Fleischer uh, Studios, which if you haven't seen those, essential viewing. And some of the TV spots and trailers. And it does include maybe the greatest trailer of all time. It is an absolutely, it's like one of those things, like if I want to know what Superman is, show them the trailer from the Superman movie. It is so awesome. Not included is that absolutely outstanding documentary that was on the special edition DVD, which was the real in-depth making of the movie, which is unfortunate because, it, Tim, if you remember, that thing I, was absolutely fantastic. That, that thing was riveting. It really was. And on you, buddy. Well, moving on to some more movie news um, about things slowing down, actually. It sounds like they're going to slow down production of the Star Wars um, movies as we were they were just flinging everything at us left and right Uh, now um, according to Bob Iger um, he was quoted as saying he goes I made a timing decision and as I look back I think I uh, the mistake I made I take the blame was a little too much too fast he said you can expect some slowdown but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films so it's 
they're saying we're not stopping, but we're not going to be throwing them out so fast. One would think that uh, there will be no more solo movies. Unfortunately, I still feel like, boy, that, that's that's kind of shouldering the blame, and it really doesn't deserve it. I agree. I would assume that we're probably not going to get the Obi Wan movie. That kind of bums me uh, out. That's what I really was kind he of interested. Is, in. He is like the one character that I was really interested in in the prequels, and Let's I really be enjoyed. He needs a little bit of rehab. Yeah, <laughs> they need to fix that. That's one they owe us an Obi Wan movie. And you, and the thing is, you and McGregor's down with this. It's like everyone in the world wants it, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, to me that seems like a slam dunk, and that seems like that would, uh, like that should be the next thing to announce to get you back on track with that. Agreed. Yeah. With the side movies, but um, also I got uh, as far as the main movies i guess the next the new trilogy i don't know what we're calling this i mean we have the prequels we have the original trilogy and now i i i don't know what we call it the sequel trilogy i don't know episode nine the the sequel trilogy all right well there you go Uh, there's a few rumors not too much out there but there's there's actually a rumor that uh emperor palpatine will return in the hologram form they're there this is this is all speculation at this point you know they're saying that you know they're thinking um kylo ren is gonna find you know something or another that's because they kind of took snoke out of it and they they feel that he needs a little bit of guidance and they're saying that possibly that uh the emperor will be in there with some sort of message or something i don't know <laughs> give me that uh, uh I feel like it's in good hands, but uh, true. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. We, we've been down this road. And the and times. the other thing is, um, they are they're um, because of the filming locations. A lot of people are speculating that they're going to be revisiting a lot of uh, locations from the previous films. Seeing that they're filming in Ireland, where they did uh, Act Two. Um, they're also filming in Italy, which was also where they filmed, you know, uh, scenes for Naboo. And then also we have California, which they also shot, you know, Tatooine and Endor. Yeah, these people never heard of a sound stage. I know, I know, exactly. But, you know, it's it, some people are speculating maybe it's going to be for, like, celebration shots at the end of the movie. But. Or maybe it's... Uh yeah, we're essentially remaking the last movie. <laughs> well, you Whoops. know, J.J. Uh, Abrams remade Star Wars. Is, is, shouldn't he be in for return, remaking Return of the Jedi now? Isn't that well, that's uh, my assumption? That's I know how we're gonna do it. I'm sure, we're gonna see Ewoks. But yeah, the uh, the last bit of uh, Star Wars news. I got. Have you guys seen um, for the Star Wars TV show? Have you seen the photo that I was released? Did. Yes, uh, as I'm sure everyone knows, the title of the show um, that's going to be uh, that's being written by John Favreau for uh, Disney Play later in 2019 is going to be called The Mandalorian. And uh, what'd you think of the photo? Fo- they actually showed a, a photo of a Mandalorian that looked not unlike Boba Fett. So we're whatever is left to demystify about Boba Fett, that's what we're doing. I guess I, I thought. It, I mean, I, I for some reason it, it it did move the needle for me. I was a little excited when I saw it. I am not. Um, I mean, obviously it's. And here's uh, 
their official synopsis at this point. They say, after the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the uh, travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. I like it. I kind of like it, too. It's a Western. It, I think it is a Western. I think Favreau likes Westerns. Look, face, what is it, Cowboys and Aliens? He's, he's down with that. Um, I, I think that's the vibe um, I'm getting from I, it. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons. I mean, it, the way he was postured, it almost reminded me of uh, the man with no name of Clint Eastwood, the way he was standing. like Right. And know, look, that sort of yeah. vibe going. So and he's I, got the six shooters. And that's going to be on Disney Play, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah, and I'm telling you, that with the, that photo really, that really sucked me in when I saw the photo. Um, Looked like old school Star Wars. It really it? did. It, it, that's... I think I'm in for Disney play. I mean, everything I'm hearing so far, the things that are coming. Um, well, from a galaxy far, far away, we boldly go to the final frontier. CBS is keen on multiple seasons of the as yet officially titled Star Trek series that will follow Patrick Stewart's Jean-Luc Picard. Star Trek had a big presence at New York Comic-Con this year, and it was confirmed that multiple seasons are being plotted out. I, I think I had in my head that it was going to be like a, a eight-issue maxi-series or a one-shot, but no, that's not the case. And this is official. Um, it was also confirmed that the series will not connect to Star Trek Discovery. It, how could it? I mean, this is Discovery, by rights, is a prequel mm -hmm. to the original series. Uh, and the production is currently on track for 2020, so that thing's not that all that far away. More Star Trek news. Uh, and this always seems to happen. Boy, oh boy. Everyone else, DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, they all seem totally fine with fan films, but not Star Trek, man. Not fan-made. They just don't seem really? to like it. Well, didn't you hear about a couple years ago, they have now set forth rules of what you can make in terms of a Star Trek fan film? And it, you're allowed only a 15-minute duration, and it cannot be multi-connected episodes. Otherwise, you get the old cease and desist. Now, one of the reasons that it was explained to you is because some of the productions that were being made were really, really, really good. And they were getting bigger budgets because the Star Trek fans will come out in droves and toss money at these projects. Um, specifically, someone got a hold of the original... Somehow, the original bridge from the original series some of the sets were tossed and they Stop. someone saved them mm -hmm. no this is exact this is absolutely true there is a web series out there called star trek uh, phase 2 i think it is i haven't gotten around to it yet but i uh, as i recall and please feel free to correct me on this the sets when they were deconstructed were pitched someone had the presence of mind back then to grab them and save them, and then they have been in this person's somehow uh, fan got a hold of them, rebuilt it in his barn, and has been sh and started shooting and casting and shooting what would have been the mythical Star Trek season four. I mean, and by the way, this has been since the late '90s, and they've already had like multiple casts, and they just kept on going with it. And from I haven't seen them, but from what I understand, they got better and better and better and better at it to the point where. CBS is like, huh, they're doing better than we are with Star Trek. So a lot of people said that they finally, because they weren't doing well with Star Trek, they said, we're getting embarrassed, and they shut it down. Well, they shut down another one, and this one's cool. I mean, you will, would have liked this, Tim. 
I'll let you know. Stage <laughs> nine was a fan project being created by a group of fans only identifiable by their spokesman, Scragnog. Stage nine was a project that was going to be a VR tour of the Enterprise D as site-specific as it could be. This was being done absent of profit and maintained as elaborate fan art. In essence, fans would be able to stroll around every inch of Star Trek's Generate Next Generation's era flagship. But CBS put the kibosh on it in spite of the fact that they were not asking for money. They weren't going to accept money. They weren't going to profit from this at all in any way citing that the VR game Bridge Crew is being too similar. So all they were trying to make was just, you want to go walk around the Enterprise? Here you go. Check it out. Just wow. walk around anywhere you want to go. They were, they, were, they were rendering this thing all the way. Like, so you could actually walk through. So you through. would walk in, and they were doing it like a, a site-specific yeah. one-to-one ratio where yeah. you would just stroll around the Enterprise. That, that, that's all they wanted to do. There's not going to be any gameplay. I mean, there was going to be some interaction, like you'd be able to do phaser targets and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Sure. But you were just going to walk around the Enterprise. That's it. I would have been. I would have checked it out. You're right. I would have been down for that. But, yeah, they put the kibosh on that. Now, sense. we got to talk a little bit, uh, some more positive news here. Yeah. From uh, boldly going to our friendly neighborhood. Yeah, so Tim and I have both now officially beaten the Spider-Man PS4 game. It's amazing. Yeah, it's quite good. Spectacular. Uh, and it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so. And spectacular. Oh, I'm not going to get through this, am I? So, uh, Spider-Man, surprisingly, is, well, not surprisingly, really, the top-selling PS4 exclusive game beating out God of War. Which uh, when I when I saw that actually kind of did surprise me, um, thinking that there are more PlayStation fans that would have been like you know, God of War fans than Spider Man. But I was proven immensely wrong, considering there were droves of people that bought the PS4s that were made for Spider Man, yeah. specifically to play Spider Man, the nice little red it, one, which I would love to have. Yeah, this is a system seller. Yes, and on top of that, it's also, not surprisingly, the best ever selling Spider-Man video game. Easily. I, I, the, it was such a joy to it, play. It was, and if you do everything in the game, it, it, there's a lot of content there, to be completely honest. I, I was originally told it would be somewhere between 12 to 15 hours. I easily doubled that. Oh, yeah, w um, without a doubt, me and, too. And uh, as Tim and I were talking about actually off mic beforehand, their DLC plans are are very, very, very interestingly built to keep you coming back up until Christmas. Um, with the first dropping at the end of this month, October 23rd, and it is following a storyline with Black Cat. We're supposed to get a couple new costumes, some new uh, abilities, and definitely more story and side quests. So they're supposed to be pretty meaty pieces of DLC. So if you bought the Deluxe Edition, you get your first one here at the end of this month. The next one is supposed to come out at the end of November, and the last one is coming out toward the end of December. How much was the Deluxe Edition? Uh, it was like 20 bucks extra on top of what the... 80 so bucks. 80. Yeah. So Game of the Year editions usually run how much when they come out? Because they're generally, what, several months after release, right? Well, no, it's a year later. A year after yeah, release, so okay. normally like 40 50 bucks. And that's like that. usually with everything included. Yes. Interesting. Uh, but again... That's it, what I thought. It <laughs> was worth not waiting. So Oh, yeah. There's, I, there's a lot I'm there. with you on that. And I, I will say that I'm incredibly excited. Uh, I was 
shocked initially that Black Hat does not make a actual appearance in the game itself. I think I think they were setting it up for this. They were definitely oh, 100% yeah, setting it up. Yeah, they mentioned what the other two were. Do you remember? I don't remember? They're all connected though. I want I believe one of them I I think the last one is going to be with Silver Sable just from the that. title. Uh of it I I forget and I'm not remembering what the second one is so regardless we're going to get more of those characters that i was quite surprised with the deep catalog of of villains and characters that were mentioned throughout that game obviously massive fans of the spider-man franchise there there's no doubt with what was given to us it was they gave us so much and they have so much more they can do they literally how great is that yeah and i mean they made a spider-man so good that they're able to make a comic off of it is it so we're essentially, this is like Injustice now. They're, they're creating comics based on the video game universe. Well, I'll speak about this later this month also, okay. but the Spider-Geddon stuff, the issue zero was that Peter Parker. Oh. Is it safe to say now, I mean, Infinity War didn't meet with the universal acclaim I anticipated it would. Most people seem to like it. Is The this, movie? Yeah. yeah. Is, is this video game the story of the year? For, for comic book properties? What do know. you think? I don't know. I have to think about what else has been out there this but there, year. But there was the quote that this is going to be the Iron Man of video games, and for, as in the MCU. This is the start of something yeah, great. The, as, as Iron Man was the launch of the uh, MCU, they're saying that this Spider-Man game is going to be the launch of the Marvel video game universe. And if the storytelling mm. and gameplay is this good, I could, I would definitely oh. get down with whatever they do. That's I, really cool. It, it, it's fantastic. So much, much more of that to look forward to in the next three months. And I'm getting a couple weeks to breathe and play something else, and then I'll be right back to it. <laughs> Spidey is one of my favorite characters. But another one of my favorite characters, of course, is Batman. And this is so great. It is. It is so great. Uh, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, uh, the animated movie, which uh, it is coming back to theaters, movie theaters, for one night only in celebration of its 25th anniversary. Crap, I'm old. <laughs> oh, I know. It's crazy. That hit me hard. Um, the film will uh, screen in select theaters on Monday, November 12th, at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m., whatever your local times are. And if you want to uh, see if it's showing in your area or purchase tickets, um, go to fathomevents.com. Did you get tickets, Darren? <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I, I very, I doubt very highly I'm going to be able to make it on this day. But you know what? I, it doesn't diminish my excitement that it's back in theaters. That it, it actually does, like, people remember this thing. Yeah. I mean, arguably still the best Batman movie. I think so. Love it. So good. It's so good. I mean, it was, we, unfortunately, since then, we used to argue... Oh, we, we, there used to be no argument. That was the best Batman movie. And then, right. fortunately, we had Batman Begins in the Dark Knight. So now there is an argument, but there it's is. up there. But that's in the argument. It's in the discussion for sure. It absolutely is. I, I bought the tickets immediately as, oh, I, as soon as God. I found out. And it, uh, it works out great because my son, he's seen Mask of the Phantasm years ago, but it's far enough where he was young enough that he really doesn't remember it. 
uh, that well. And didn't you guys recently just run through the entire it, well, animated series? We're working on it. We've, we've gotten sidetracked, and I told him about it. I go, it's coming back. And he just looked at me all excited. He goes, this is perfect. And he is excited to see it on the big screen. Uh, it's... So many awesome moments. Yeah, I'm I'm overjoyed. Now it's it's funny because it's not it's not the most gorgeous looking movie that I've ever seen or anything, but there's just something about seeing movies on the big screen. I yeah. still remember being so excited that it was hitting theaters, and then I used to be a really really big fan of At the Movies with Siskel and Ebert. Yes, and I waited and waited for them to review it. It came out and they didn't. Right. And then it was maybe when it came out on video. I was watching one do- morning, and they, they just did a special segment just for that. It's like, we are so sorry we missed this. I remember and that. And they went and talked about it for like 10 minutes, and I was so excited. I'm like, I, I wish you guys would have seen it. And then they're like, we don't know why. We just did, we were so Batman down. And by that point, it was almost hard to blame yep. them. They're like, let's stay away from you this thing. Look that at Siskel and Ebert. Look up the review online. It's yeah, they, so they do. They apologize, yeah. and, they, and they themselves say, yeah, this is one of the best, if not the best, Batman movies yeah. out there. The story is just something else. Well, from the man himself to one of his sidekicks, as I read this Titans is slated to debut on the DC Universe tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? October 12th. Yep, it's Why tomorrow. Why didn't we do this tomorrow so I could watch the first episode? I know, right? Early returns have been yeah, largely I know, positive. Right? <laughs> There's been like one, I saw one bad review, and it was pretty much what you and I were pissed off about. Excuse me. Right. Um, now, DC is certainly pleased as it already has been renewed for season two. Yep. You know, along with all their other shows, like, oh, well, that's it. Um, did well, They're coming. Did yeah. you hear what the actor, uh, here's the thing that bothers me a little bit. Did you hear what the actor who plays Robin said? No. He said that Robin wants to get away from Batman because he said Batman is a killer in this. Um, that's not... <laughs> I mean, you in true, you, in true, when you saw Batman cinematic form, uh, Batman is right. a killer. And right. you, when you saw Robin fighting those guys, you were like, "Yeah, I see where this is going." Um, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out. I am, I am going to give it at least. I'll probably give it the first full season, unless it, unless it really just turns me off. Uh, in related news, next month for our holiday special, I am doing a retro review on at least the first eighteen issues of the Marv Wolfman George Perez. The new Teen Titans. All right, so that, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, so you, you you have the the DC. I absolutely have the DC universe. And do you well, like it? Um, overall, I'm pleased. It had some serious hiccups that first That's weekend. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. The iOS app didn't work. Um, oh, it, it would not allow those who pre-registered, like myself, to sign in. And I think I mentioned in a podcast last month that. When I calculated it out, when I paid the upfront price, I think it was like seventy-four dollars or something. It, you know, they gave you fifteen months for seventy-four dollars, and it rounded up to like four fifty a month. I'm like, well, I mean, just for Young Justice alone, eventually that coming in all the comics and some of the stuff that was on there, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll roll the dice on it. Um, I, I'll tell you what I did, and this is right after we uh, we recorded last month. As soon as I, I it came out, I downloaded it immediately, and I couldn't sign in. And then I signed in on the Roku, no problem. Signed in on all other platforms without a problem. So I contacted their their uh, their customer support, and this is before the news of this problem even hit the net. The net, and they responded to me immediately. And of note, 
and they didn't inform me of this, but my renewal date went from December 2019 to January 2020. So oh, they wow. so they just added an extra month for my trouble, which they didn't need to do. The, literally, the service was like an hour old when I said, why am I unable to sign in? And I trust me, I know how to sign into things. Um, <coughs> I tried streaming using everything from a four-year-old Roku to an iPhone 6, Apple TV, Chromebook, MacBook, iPhone 10. Load times were almost non-existent. Video quality was consistent. Um, content was sparse on day one, but since then, holy crap. Would you watch that video? You want to know what I watched? I do. That's why I asked. You know what I found? <laughs> I, what? The Legends of the Superheroes is on Is there. it on there? It's on Get there. Get out that's of here. Of I have it like on VHS. That's fantastic. Oh, that's, it's on there. I found the old Superboy show, the uh, the one from the, oh, yeah. the late 80s, All right. which was produced by Disney, oddly Really? Hmm. Yeah. Wow, is that bad? But <laughs> it is so bad. It's 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 extraordinarily watchable. Uh, I posted on Instagram. I feel their their Lex Luthor was like a mummified sort of. I didn't yeah, catch the whole weird. thing. I was like, that's Lex Luthor, huh? Holy crap! I watched. I remember watching that as a kid. You know, it's funny. I I could totally see for the late '80s and myself getting into it, and like their opening scene is. They're flying down US one to depict him flying, which is the the, the uh, road stretch of road between Florida, the Panhandle, and uh, Key West. Okay. So to try to give you the sense of him flying, they just fly him in and around that because they must not have been able to do anything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Is it's just I I just just the enjoyment I got of that. There was a scene where Superman was Superboy was chasing Lex. He was flying, and Lex was driving like an uh, like a, a Chrysler LeBaron convertible, and Superman couldn't catch him. And Superboy couldn't. Uh, Superboy, I mean, that's why. And then he lands in front of him. And the weird thing is, like when he's pulling up on Lex, you hear police sirens, but it's just him. It's like, was that supposed to be a gag? <laughs> like he's he's a <laughs> out of his utility belt. <laughs> yeah. And then he lands in front, and he like, I swear, I, I'll show this to you one day. He uses the force to direct Lex off of the road into a fruit cart in the middle of nowhere. Hilarity was, ensues. It, oh, yes. It was like <laughs> the old Benny Hill. That sounds <laughs> fancy. You know, real quick, the thing that, that cracked me up about that Legends of the Superheroes was you could tell that Adam West and Burt Ward were wearing their original costumes, yeah. and Burt Ward had grown, and you could see him, like, the costume was too small for him but he was wearing it anyway yeah. uh, and then and the weird thing about it is like all he did were the dialogue anytime there's action wasn't him oh really no I, yeah. i'll have to go oh, wow all right dude. that's this, great and I, I this we this is like required viewing like oh yeah you were talking about doing this justice league thing uh-uh. <laughs> we're watching legends of the superheroes because just the first scene alone where it's Frank Gorshin is the Riddler, yep. is in this, and he's introducing all of the villains, and he keeps getting assaulted. So it's just like the worst, like Leslie Nielsen's worst movies think this is bad. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. It was so, I, I, I watched it, but it was one of those things I shut off. I'm like, I no, I need the guys with me for this. Maybe like, may, maybe I do need to think uh, rethink subscribing to this service. You know, and the other thing about it is it's, you know, they obviously went for the 60s Batman vibe, but you could clearly see that they did not understand the 60s Batman oh, sure. vibe. It was, it and was, talk uh, about no budget. 
Oh, it was shot on video. <laughs> yeah. First of all, and I think it was. It looked like it was shot. And it was like live almost. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, and the Batman costume is strange. Yeah, he's, it's not, it's, he wears the cowl on the outside of the uh, and, of and the, the cape. And, and the, I think it's, that's it's not the, the same cowl. You'll see it isn't. And it it's worn over the cape. Where it's worn in the over the series, cape, so the cape is put over the cowl. Yeah, it just looks like it's uh, bizarre. It, it looks like they you know they just slapped it together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But overall, I that alone may have made been the price of it. And finally, uh, real quickly here, Rolling Stones put out a story that the Twilight Zone is being re- resurrected in 2019 with Jordan Peele as host. Peel of the comedy duo Key and Peel directed the film Get Out last year and was an award season favorite. I only hope he devotes a full episode to the Continental Breakfast Guy. I'd be all in for that. Okay. Woo! Yeah. That was a lot of stuff. It was a lot. Fun, 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 fun. Now, keeping in tune with the season, I got a couple of questions. Uh, one specific question. And Tim, I'm interested to see where you going where you go with this, although I already think you and I have the same number one here. Um, oh, maybe. Favorite horror movie character once again i will um qualify that we always deal in favorites not best and uh we're gonna give two honorable mentions and now our top three because let's be honest horror movies can be a lot of fun and so they and you know and, and as as legions of fans of there are for superheroes there are legions of fans for the many and varied horror movie icons now i will start with my two honorable mentions <coughs> and then i'm gonna toss it over to you tim now, keep in mind, it just says horror movie character, and I have a little bit of a cheat here, and I think you'll understand why. My honorable mention, first honorable mention, is the trio of Sheriff Brody, Matt Hooper, and Quint from Jaws, arguably the best horror movie ever <laughs> made and one of my favorite films. And I select these three characters because the movie only works because of the dynamic between those three. So that's my first honorable mention. My second, Michael Myers, Halloween 1978. Also known simply as The Shape, he is the emotionless silent killer that is miles above contemporaries Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees in my estimation. The best quote I heard about Michael Myers is that he is to the original Halloween what the shark is to Jaws. Faceless and silent. By now, most know, uh, but for those who may not, his mask is an altered Captain Kirk mask from either Ben Cooper, Collegeville, or Halco, which were the companies that mass-produced the cheap, seemingly ubiquitous costumes back in the day. Tim? Okay, this was a little weird for me because I was either going to go one of two ways. Like, favorite? I was, like, to me, that's ones I really like. <laughs> and the other, the other route for me to go was things that kind of freaked me out at the time. And I'm and I have them both written down here, and I think Fire I'm. Fire them off. I think what? <laughs> all right. Go for it. Well, all right. Well, I'll do, I'll do my two honorable mentions for the my favorites. Okay. Um, it would be the Wolfman. Uh, I'm oh, talking nice. like the original. Yeah. I'm talking the original Wolfman. You know, black Landon. and white. Uh, what's that? Michael Landon. Michael Landon. Wasn't it Michael Landon? No, isn't isn't it Lon Chaney Jr. It was, oh, Wolf! I'm, the Wolfman. The Wolfman. There was a Michael Landon Wolfman. I, I guarantee you. Okay, I believe. I now that you say that, I'm, I'm beginning to remember. No, this is. I'm talking this old, black and white. I have the whole set of those Universal monsters right over yeah. there. Yeah, there I was, love them. There was uh, watching those as a kid was a little freaky to me, 
but at the same time, uh, kind of drawn to it. And my other honorable mention along those same lines is Frankenstein's Monster. Oh, um, Boris Karloff, um, same deal. Uh, was really kind of, you know, as a kid, man, there's just something about those characters to me that are just endearing now. I, I just rewatched The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. Uh, the DVD set I have is so great. I gotcha. There's like 13 movies now. In it. It's for my other ones that kind of freaked me out. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying these freaked me out at the time that I saw them. Of course. And I've only seen them once. <laughs> so I may... Like, can I, I guess? I can, no, watch, I can watch them now, and I may think they're the silliest things mm -hmm. I've ever seen. I don't know. Uh, my first honorable mention is actually Leatherface from te the oh. Texas the Chainsaw Dude, that's Massacre. That's still a little bit freaky. I remember in... The reason this kind of freaked me out was I remember I was a teenager and I think we had cable and my parents weren't home and my brother and I we turned it on or something like that and it was kind of freaky just because seemed kind of real like something like this could kind of happen yeah. so that that was really disturbing to me and that was one of those sleepless nights. Um, my uh, second honorable mention is John Doe from the movie Seven. Um, oh, with yeah. Brad Pitt and Morgan Friedman, Kevin Spacey played John Doe. It freaks me out. Now, I saw this movie the night it came out. I've only seen it once. Um, have you both seen the movie? Yes. Um, that movie was so disturbing to yes, me. Yes, it was. Because it was so realistic to me. And I remember the whole thing with um, Sloth. Um, I remember, I don't know if you remember in the theater, I don't know if, it's do we care about spoilers or anything? Yes. When that, I remember. When that happened, the, the theater was packed. The whole theater, everyone went, oh, oh my. And I, everyone looked away, and I don't think anyone knew what happened for the next two to five minutes of the film because the entire theater was talking they were so it, it was so disturbing now i saw this movie i think i was at least i was in my 20s i went home i slept with the lights on when i went home that night i was that disturbed i was on the couch it was like one of those things that we talked about earlier in the podcast yeah your mind gets going yeah. and i'll tell you that first time that john doe shows up like when they find his apartment and all the books and they're scribbling on the wall and then they see his silhouette at the end of the hallway when they walk out of the room I, I'm like getting chills just talking about it. Um, and that chase scene to me was so intense because everything that had built up to it at this point. I, I've told my daughter about this. She kind of wants to see it, but she's a little afraid. I go, you know what? We may watch this movie now and we may laugh at it. I don't know. It's so old and TV itself has changed mm -hmm. so much. Well, so there's been so many copycats since then, too. Right. Yeah that this may feel like nothing. I don't know. But at the time, boy, yeah, that was that was freaky to me. Yeah, that's a good one. How Those about you, good. Phil? All right. So I went with things that kind of messed with my head for a while after I saw them the first time. Uh, so my two honorable mentions, I'll start with Hannibal Lecter. That was one of my – I was thinking about doing that. Yeah. Because it's real, right? Yep. I, and that idea and we're in its backyard yeah <laughs> and and that whole thing just disturbed me on so many levels so uh, right when i read this i was like hannibal lecter uh after my actual pick so 
that is my first honorable mention. My second, uh, a while ago, we, we had spoken about uh, our favorite horror films and things that legitimately scare me and, and have been a problem for me since then, uh, you know, periodically through my life. Um, it, one thing is like dreams and the lack of control of dreams. So Freddy Krueger uh, was my second because gotcha. the idea that the place that he hunts you is in your dreams. And that's a terrifying thought that there's nothing you can do about it. Sooner or later, you're going to go to sleep <laughs> and this guy's going to kill you. And that that terrified me, terrified me when I saw it recently. Um, right before we did that show and since I've watched a couple of the movies and, and I'm just kind of like he's kind of like a goofy dude right like, he's not really that scary yeah he's almost but a but again I think it's when you see mm, it in your life it was that original hit from that um, I just I, I don't know it's always haunted me a little bit you know back to Hannibal Lecter one and we're talking about silence of the lambs where he's his most effective the scene at the very very end when he calls uh, Clarice Starling and he had somehow managed to follow the psychiatrist. I believe mm -hmm. that was it. He goes, I'm having a friend for dinner. <laughs> and you just see them walk down. And you're like, oh, that dude is, just say he's screwed is, is like the worst understatement. Um, it, you, since you went ahead and you, you gave um, some of your favorite honorable mentions, I did have one more and I, I ended up crossing off. Do it. It's Dr. Loomis, the guy who was in charge of tracking down and chasing uh, Michael Myers, who played by uh, Donald Pleasance okay. in most of the movies, and I found a quote, and, I, and then this is this is why one of the the first movie is so effective, is because he sets up Michael Myers without you ever ever actually seeing Michael Myers before you even see him with the mask on about why it is where you like your town's in big trouble because we don't know where this dude is. And he says, I met him 15 years ago. I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no conscious, no understanding, even the most rudimentary sense of life, death, good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized what was living behind that boy's eyes was pure and simply evil. I like just thinking about that and you're like, yeah, we got a problem <laughs> because this dude's out here somewhere. We're in trouble. Now, my favorite character, Tim, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, ahead and say, I, I bet this is, we're, we have the same. It's okay. Count Dracula. That is on the top character of one of my lists. Okay. How, how I had the two favorites and one that kind of Yeah, yeah, me yeah. Out. Um, I find even some of the bad versions of Dracula movies, not vampire movies, Dracula movies, watchable. With the exception of Blade Three, um, <laughs> and I just—I was trying to figure out what to write about this, but I just I, at the beginning of—I I spoke to you last month about the Hollywood vampires, Alice mm -hmm. Cooper's cover band. Did I you checked, check them out? I did check it well, out. Okay, fantastic. Aren't they awesome? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that just outstanding? Yeah. Like, I, I, like I love the covers, but their their first the first song off that album, "Hey You," it's so good. But I actually have the quote, which is Christopher Lee. He came up to the window in the mist at I'd, as I'd seen him often before. And this is from Bram Stoker's Dracula. But it was solid then, not a ghost. And its eyes were fears like a man's when angry. He was laughing when he turned to look back to the built of trees, clinching in the moonlight toward the dogs who were barking. And then he began promising me things, not by words, but by doing them. Have you seen the full din of hellishness 
where the very moonlight is alive and every speck of dust that whirls in the wind, a devoted monster in embryo. Listen to them, the children of the night, what music they make. Have you ever read Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula? I've never. I think I started to back. My brother actually had it when. Uh, I've read it. I actually read it, re right. it recently. I've only read like half of it. I didn't uh, finish it. Uh, you know what? Maybe I. Oh gosh, I did. maybe I did. I think I did. Now that you say that, one of the most uniquely <laughs> so books in that there is no one narrator. It's just a series of letters that is traded back and forth. But more often than not, in almost every version I've seen, when Dracula arrives, there's a presence. Oh my gosh! It's, yeah. it's just it's uh, it's effectual. And uh, like I said, even some of the worst versions I found at least passably watchable. What about Nosferatu? Have you ever seen that? Yes. When I, I was a, when I was a little kid, this is all right, kids. I'm going to show my age here. When I was a little kid, this was back before I think the days of uh, VCRs. Uh, we had a reel-to-reel eight-millimeter projector, and I had a uh, sleepover party. And we, that was, I got it from the library and we watched it with kids in the basement. It was so freaky. Yes. It's still a disturbing. Did you ever see the, and this is a while ago, they did a movie about the making of that film with Willem Dafoe. Yes. That's very good. It's fantastic. I supported on Kickstarter a remixing of this with Doug Jones as Nosferatu that has yet to materialize. Yeah. But yeah, that's, it, that's he, great. such a compelling character because it's so evil. Yet at one point he wasn't. You almost empathize with him sometimes, yeah. but at the at other moments you're terrified of him. It's yeah, well, I mean, it's just the I don't know. There, there's something. There is definitely something romantic about yeah. Dracula, about the whole uh, the, the whole thing about Dracula. I, I don't really don't know how to describe it. But at the same time, you're right. There's something so terrifying about it. And, I mean, he's got it. I mean, if you're talking about the most enduring pop culture characters ever, he's in the top oh, two. Oh, easily. Yeah. He's maybe number one. Yeah. Maybe number one. Yeah, he... And the fact that he's based on Vlad Tempest, mm-hmm. like, the actual person, man, it's... Uh, I watched a documentary on that uh, last year about uh, the the whole um, Transylvanian Bulgarian myth and that he's actually a national hero though right or for uh, for the rest of the world he's Dracula but he's actually a national hero it's crazy yeah but yeah it, there's so many incarnations and I don't I think that's a character that is just gonna live on and <laughs> like like Dracula is, is supposed to yeah. this this uh, this creature that cannot die, you know, it's just uh, talk about standing the test of time and how many interpretations of the character there have been. I even loved the, I remember the cartoon, the Batman. Remember they did that directly? Yeah. The Batman yes. versus Dracula. You showed that to me. Was it like, was really good. It was surprisingly good. I was really surprised. I was that stunned it. that Batman couldn't figure out he was dealing with Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Yes. Alucard. Come on, man. I, that <laughs> that was worst the worst alien. That ever. was the worst part. That, fi- that 
was so well done, except for that part where he had to write it the name on a uh, serving platter and hold it up to a mirror yeah, to see that it's it was one of Dracula. Things we're supposed to. We had to remind ourselves this is not made for us. But this it, is made but for it adolescents. Really, if you watch yeah, it, yeah, you're right. It was direct to video, and the yeah. rest, that, with that one exception, that is the only you're part. Right. You take that out of it, and it is. It's. <laughs> I remember excellent. Alfred's reaction. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, neither one of you figured this out. Yeah. World's greatest detective, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastic character. But that was the number one on my um favorite favorites Adrian. list as oh. well. And so my the the one where I went the other were out, the things that freaked me out, you also mentioned Jaws. That's shark. exactly it. Yes. The, the, the I story. wanted to put him on there so bad, but I picked Brody, Hooper, and Quint because I figured we'd talk about the shark. Go, 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 Yeah, go, go. well, I don't know. I don't know what much. I jump in and talk as much as you want because I don't. It, it just happened to me at such a, a young enough age that I saw that, that that just freaked me out. It loses nothing. It doesn't. You watch it now, and it's the same. I will. They, I mean. I went and saw it when they did the 40th. Uh, two years ago, that, that, Maria. Uh, I wish I, I wish I, I've never seen it on the big screen. Oh, and it was so good! It was remastered. The sound was great, um, and it's funny, you know. Now, if you look at the shark, if you just look at the photo of the shark prop, it looks silly. But once it's in the movie and, it, and, it, and it's in context, it looks great. Yeah. Um, and once you remind yourself, this is 1974 when they're shooting, is 75 when the movie comes out. But here's the thing: it's real. Yes, that thing is out there. That, yes. You can run into this and if that, you were very unlucky. And that's what made my, like I said, my favorites list were these fantastical creatures. My ones that I was scared of, as you could see, were a base in reality enough where you're like, this stuff can happen. Well, the thing is about that, just the fact that it exists... And it's funny that they that back then they exaggerated the length of the shark sure. to 25 feet. And then we now know that is not an exaggeration, that yeah. there are sharks mm-hmm. that are about that big. They get to 20 feet. They're big. Um, and if you've ever seen a great white that's that big and it's also pregnant, it is a submarine. It's terrifying. Even like we have a lake near us and we swim in it all the time. And it's a freshwater lake. It's obviously it's small. There's nothing can survive in here. But I can freak myself out just by thinking about that. Yeah. Knowing that there's, there's absolutely no possible way there's anything there. But still, just thinking about it, I'll freak myself out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we went uh, when we were in Florida, we visited the ocean, you know. Uh, and believe me, that was in the back of my mind. It really was. It, it, I was overly cautious even to this day because yeah, of that. Well, it is. I mean, it, it left that much of an impact on me. It, it really did. How about uh, you, Phil? What man. do you got for us? I went with something that still creeps me out to this day. Um, clowns creep me out, man. <laughs> like, I just, I can't. So my number one is Pennywise from it. Wow. Okay. Um, Which version? <laughs> well... Mentally, when I thought about it, I thought of the new It because sure. that's the one that I'm the most like I, I've interacted with most recently. Yeah, but Tim Curry was totally creepy. But, but that's the thing. Like he while was. while I was going through this and doing a little bit of research, I was looking at uh, the old Tim Curry one, and yeah, holy crap, that thing is still creepy because it's almost because it's at a base level, it's not as creepy. Like, if you look at the actual just clown, it looks more like a clown than, like, the current Pennywise. It looks like he's probably a monster. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, just even just thinking about it now, I'm getting a little like, ugh. <laughs> just thinking about him looking up from the sewer grate, talking to that poor little kid, and nope, can't do clowns, man. Like, no, no. That miniseries scared the crap out of me, and my memory of it was that it was much earlier than it was, and I, my father-in-law is mm-hmm. a big Stephen King fan, and I was talking about with him how about how terrified I was of Pennywise. And I just assumed it was like when I was a little kid. He goes, you know, that was 1992, right? You were like 16. I'm like, wow, this is embarrassing. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I barricaded my door at one point. Yeah. Well, see, well, at least you had enough guts to watch it. Me, who was older than you at that point, <laughs> said, nope, not going to do it. And I haven't watched the, the, new, the one? new one. No, I there no were desire. Moments, there were moments in it. I, I, nope. didn't think it was, I didn't think it was that scary. Um, but again, I heard it was really good, it was but good. they didn't go for I'm, exci- I'm excited for the second part. Uh, but yeah. no, there was a lot of really good. T- there are there are probably moments since you seem to be a little bit of a wuss over there, Tim, that <laughs> oh, you would not ouch. make it through. Yeah, you're right. But seriously, it it's very good, and I I do I think it's I think the reason that I picked all three of the things that he did was because there is a baseline fear and something that stuck with me after interacting with them. Yeah, and there was a part of me when I was walking into it uh, last Halloween. It was around this time last year, right? That it came out. That yeah, I was so. I was nervous to go to that movie. I was like, this is going to scare me. And it's been a while since I've been scared. So and were you kind of excited, but also kind of yeah, nervous? Like this and, and, oh, yeah. and that's the thing. But it was something that I enjoyed enough that I wanted to interact with the second Just time. Just say but if no. You, if you rewatch that original, it, it's kind of goofy. I do want to rewatch you it. Should, I really do. Because you're going to go, this scared me? <laughs> because that's, that's what happened. Legends of the uh, superheroes. Oh, sick. man. <laughs> The yeah. weather wizard in that's a little terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I was a uh, uh, hey Jar Jar Binks almost made my number one on the list. So <laughs> that is scary. That is a, it's more well that played. he's connected to those Star Wars films. Oh man, that was a lot. Yeah, it was. That was, that was a, a lot. lot of fun though. But we're not done. No, we have Coming more. Up in a couple weeks, we're going to talk about. No, you want to take it for us? Yeah, sure. Uh, later on this month, well, yeah, like two weeks from now, we're going to talk a little bit more about things that are personal to us, our favorite costumes that we've ever worn. I can't wait to hear what you guys I'm think. About I have a retro review of Batman Haunted Nights. That is Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Uh, Stick Stuck Pick Sayonara, which I believe is going to be mostly me. Yeah. And that's about it to wrap up the month. So we will see you here in about two weeks. So until then, enjoy your comic.